Hello, everybody, and welcome to this uh, special standalone bonus segment of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Uh, last week, myself, JP, and special guest Donald Terrio recorded a hockey segment that was supposed to be on uh, the show that was on this weekend, uh, but due to some technical difficulties, we couldn't get it done in time. Uh, so here it is. I wanted to get it up in the middle of the week while it was still relevant, and all our playoff predictions weren't just complete crap because the playoffs were uh, had moved on to the next round. So uh, enjoy this segment, and we'll be back Saturday with a regular episode. Welcome to this bonus segment of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. I'm with J.P. Corbin. Hello. And Donald Terrio. My Leafs missed the playoffs. They just weren't that good. And now I want to hit <laughs> David Clarkson with a three-wood. <laughs> uh, Donald has been playing Child of Light, and we'll do this whole podcast in I am uh, the whole thing, it. every bit of it. <laughs> so I hope you've been writing down your comments. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and this is the, uh, the long-awaited return, at least by, like, one or two people, of our hockey bonus segment. Um, we had, like, uh, who was it? I should, you know, I should give him, him credit. Billy, let me, let me find Billy him. Berghammer? Billy was part of it, yeah. Well, Billy was part of it. But it was, um, I don't even know, I don't know their name, but yeah. It Let's was... see. Oh, well, he doesn't even have his name on, uh, on Twitter. It just says huge, huge succeeded. Uh, but Tripon01, I think he writes into the show sometimes, um, you requested a, the return of the hockey segment, so here you are. I hope it does not disappoint, because you are one of, like, three people who, who stuck around to listen to it. Um, so we didn't do a segment right before the playoffs making predictions, so what we'll do is kind of talk about our expectations for uh, each series going into the playoffs, and then how those expectations probably for a good number of these uh, were not met, I would say. At least, I think, in the West. These kind of played out. Uh, how I would have imagined. Um, yeah, about that, somewhere in there. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump in, and we'll, we'll start with the East. If that's familiar territory for you guys. Um, let's go ahead and start, well, why not, with the, the Canadians and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, this is probably a series, like, I had the least amount of interest in. Um, I don't follow the East that much, and I definitely don't follow the Canadians and the Lightning. Like, they are so far off my radar. Uh, it's pretty unbelievable. So I, I think it was appropriate that it wrapped up in four games, and I, I just as soon as it started, I had already forgotten about it because it was over. I didn't expect it to end in a sweep, but then again, I suppose with Ben Bishop being injured for the Lightning in that series, yeah, I mean that was that was huge. I mean, not like I remember, you know, it was, like he was ever like everybody was talking about it. He was kind of really snubbed by the Olympic team. He was like a big kind of you know part of that team and if he's down i i yeah i don't think it was that surprising given that 
I think like when they do uh, the award ceremony because he's nominated for the Vesna for his highlight reel, they should just show uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning playing without him in the playoffs, <laughs> and just be like there you go, there's all the proof you need why this guy should win this uh, win this award. The I didn't. I didn't watch most of the games because, quite frankly, I I was hoping for most of the East to have a meteor fall on it. But <laughs> but there was a there was a nice little bit of gamesmanship after Game Three. But other than that, it was a pretty boring series, except for yeah, except for maybe the first, the Game One going to overtime and being you know, five four with Stamkos going off all big time styly. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, tighter than it looks, but. In the end, Montreal comes out on top, and yeah. My only complaint is that the Latvian, the, the Latvian goalie for Tampa didn't do better just because of how he treated Canada in the Olympics. Oh man, what a good storyline that would have been! Yeah, if he'd that been able to just cool. shut the door. Yeah, he, he looked rather uh, pedestrian <laughs> in that series. It was not too good. I think he, did he? He might have even gotten pulled in, in one of the games. I'm not sure, but yeah, he was not too hot. Um. You know, we kind of skipped past it, but before we move on to the next series, um, Donald, since we're not going to get to really talk about the Leafs because they, they weren't in the playoffs, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of the end-of-season collapse? Like, this, I feel like, was a big talking point for people, um, especially when it came to sort of, like, the advanced statistics and everything like that. Um, did you have a feeling throughout the season that the, the good times couldn't keep uh, couldn't keep rolling, or were you pretty disappointed they didn't make the playoffs? Or? Uh, I was disappointed, obviously, that we didn't make it. I was... There was a point around about game six of that eight-game regulation losing streak that you're like, yeah, we kind of figured the the, the, fall, the ceiling was going to fall in on us eventually. Mm-hmm. Just because we had been so hot for so long. And I don't know why it just doesn't want to work out that we have a Toronto-Montreal playoff series. But Yeah. But, well, I hope Brennan Shanahan has enough info on people that we can start getting key people suspended for next season and hopefully <laughs> do well enough to maybe sneak in as a wild card that's how they'll do it is just yeah like exploiting uh people with uh bad discipline records and stuff if you disqualify the other 29 teams then the leafs have to win it <laughs> it's just science um all right well let's move on then to the next series and we'll move on to one that involves um jp's team let's talk rangers and flyers um, I thought this was a pretty good series, and I think you can gauge that by the fact that it went seven games and was pretty tight. I mean, all throughout, I don't know, there weren't really any other any like blowouts throughout this series, were there, JP? No, I mean, I think the biggest one, I think, was Game Six, was the biggest, you know, margin. The Flyers won that one pretty handily, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, they were they were pretty much close games all around. I mean, I think it was a hard fought series. Um. I was disappointed the Flyers couldn't come out of it with a win, but, you know, after after the way this season started, I think to get this far is pretty good, and, and you got a lot to build on for next year. That's true. Yeah, it was a slow start for the Flyers. Yeah, Drew yeah. didn't score for, like, what, his first, like, ten games or yeah. something? He didn't score. Yeah, he didn't score for a while, and now he's a he's a finalist for the Hart Trophy. He yeah, really came that? on late in the year. <laughs> yeah, he definitely turned his season around. Um 
And you know, I give, I, well, both Donald and I both give you a lot of crap about, uh, Steve Mason, but I will admit, he had a good year. Good. You can, like, especially this series, man. Like, the reason this series went to seven games is because of Steve Mason. They weren't scoring much at all. Steve Mason was the key to this team here. They, they, they need to get him some help in terms of defensemen, but Steve Mason has really been consistently very good since coming to Philadelphia. Especially in game seven. I watched the whole, the whole game seven yesterday, and oh, yeah. I mean, he, he's the only reason that game was even close. Yeah, and like, the, the Rangers scored two in the second period and held on to win 2-1, they could have easily scored six or seven if yeah. Mason hadn't been playing at the level he was. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, the Rangers didn't get more than two goals, and, well, they, okay, game, I stand corrected there, game five, they they put up four, but I, considering Emery's record against the Flyers, I was surprised, or against the Rangers, I'm surprised they went back to Mason that quickly. Yeah, I mean, Emery, Emery like, and, and to and Emery's credit, he was extremely good in the first two games. Um, because as as we learned after the season ended, uh, Mason had been battling a concussion, which he had late in the season, which is how Emery got the start for the first two games. Uh, and, and, and he was good, and then he, you know, wasn't as good in the third game, and they pulled him for Mason. Really, I think the Flyers' goaltending, whether it was Mason or Emery, was... Probably the strength of the team in this series. Which, when's the last time you could say the goaltending was the strength of the team for the Flyers? I mean, <laughs> right. um, Bernie Perrant. I don't know. I Hextel. You can give Hextel some credit there, but still, that's like twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah, not not, not so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, just for your sake, I was kind of hoping the Flyers would pull it out. And, you know, I don't. I don't, I don't really feel that there's much animosity between, like, Chicago fans and, and Philly fans. I don't, because the Flyers had no business being in that Stanley <laughs> Cup final, okay? That's, like, I got nothing against Chicago. I mean, like, I'm fine with them. Right, and, like, same here. Like, I have, like, I, especially, I, I think it helps, too, that, I mean, well, it's a bad way for him to go out, but Chris Pronger not really, not playing on the team anymore. He was probably, I mean, that that team has had pretty big changeover too in the past three or four years oh there's but... so much that it's like there's almost nobody's left from right that team. um i mean Giroux, and I th- he was what a rookie um, yeah i mean yeah that... that was pretty much it's like the whole team around him is is new since then it's a yeah turnover. i guess that's that's what you get when you have paul holmgren as your gm but <laughs> yeah so i have no animosity against the flyers so i was kind of hoping that they'd pull it out just because i i don't know why but i'm not a really big Rangers fan. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted it just because, you know, it would have, I guess as we're, we're probably going to segue into it, it would have been a, a Flyers-Penguins series, course, which are yes. always fantastic to Yeah, watch. that's true. And I didn't even factor that in, but that, I love when those two teams play each other in the, the playoffs, because it's just like, all conventional, like, hockey wisdom and rules just go out the window. Even, like, like even like, in the regular season, they're yes. crazy, but in the playoffs, like, what was it, two years ago? Where there was like seventy goals in that series, like exactly. nobody, there was no defense, no goaltending. It was people <laughs> winning games like six to five all the time. Well, not even that, but it was so physical. I mean, fights in every game. Like, well, yeah, that's not, that's it, that's Flyers Penguins. Even in the regular yeah. season, you're going to see that. But but like yeah. playoff hockey, it's supposed to be like, okay, like it's tight checking, it's low scoring, like you know, one goal games almost throughout, and it's just not with that not is, in that, that series. That is not that series. No, it was amazing. Yeah, that so we were robbed of that, but I guess that happens. Um. Let's move on to another series I, I did, really wasn't too interested in, and that's um, Boston and Detroit. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of, I ahead. kind of expected Detroit to put up a bit more. And aside from Game Four, it really didn't seem like they were in it all that much after they won the first no. game. Yeah, and even the first game, I mean, it was a one-zero win. Um, now that Datsuk goal was probably the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, 
I mean, that goal, that goal was incredible, especially to, to win the game on a goal like that late in the third. Um, but yeah, no, Detroit didn't really put up much of a fight. And I feel like they really kind of came on late in the season and you had guys like Nyquist just sort of like become stars all of a sudden throughout the season and, and then he kind of disappeared in the playoffs. Usually when you do that, usually when you get a team that gets hot late, that's a good sign going into the playoffs. Yeah. It's not like, you know, not to, to pile on Donald too much, but I think the, the Leafs peaked early and kind of <laughs> fell off. Yeah. Like, you know, if you get if you get good right at the late the end of the season going into the playoffs, that's usually a good sign, but you know, yeah, not in this case. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, not to just pile it all on Detroit. I mean, it's not like they were playing just some scrub team. I mean, Boston is a very good team, uh, especially defensively. So I'm not surprised that they sort of snuffed out Detroit's uh, offense, however maybe limited it is. Um, but yeah, that, that series just didn't really do anything with, for me. Kind of like that Montreal 91, it sort of just came and went. So I don't know. But it ended how I expected. I mean, I knew Detroit wasn't going wasn't gonna to win that one. Um, and then the last one in the East, uh, oh man, I, I, this is the only series in the East I followed, like, closely. I mean, I watched, I think, all the games, and that is, uh, between the Penguins and the Blue Jackets. What did you guys think about this one? Because, I mean, like, I feel like Columbus is, like, the eternal underdog, so it's, it, it, you'd be crazy not to root for them. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I think it's somewhat well known that I am, you know, a big Cleveland sports guy. I mean, Cleveland doesn't have an NHL team, so that's part of how I became a Flyers fan, but I'm a huge Browns and Indians fan. And I don't really have a tie to Columbus, but at the same time, I would I would like to see Columbus do well. I mean, I guess now that they're in the division with the Flyers, I can't root for them as much as I used to, but mm-hmm. it's still... I guess I would, well, I would root for pretty much anybody against the Penguins, so... Yeah. Yeah, all these 4-3 all these games, and Marc-Andre Fleury having his Marc-Andre Fleury moments, and... <laughs> To be, oh, to be fair, he's been having those since he, had he was fewer in, of those than usual. Yeah. But I <laughs> yeah, mean, better, you know. he, this guy was having those moments in junior hockey. Look up the 2004 World Junior Hockey Championship to see what Mark really? Andre Fleury was capable of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just that's that's how he goes. So at least he's consistent. Yeah, is what we yeah. Like, I believe I made yeah tweets to that extent, like saying, "Oh <laughs> you yeah, did, yeah, say what you can." But like, yeah, I don't know that anybody, any goalies, is consistent in their playoff <laughs> yeah. performances. Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> yeah, these repeat performances. Yeah, you got to give him that. You um, know what you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, this was a, a fun series, and I'm I'm excited. I, I've seen uh, games in Columbus, and I'm. Uh, you know, I was I was just pretty excited for them to actually get some wins, and that just to see that fan base get so excited and energized was just cool. I mean, they got their first ever like playoff win for the franchise. Yeah. Um, yeah. To to the as a little bit of a thing to throw in there, I saw a lot of references um, during the Flyers series because uh, it's, it was uh, Steve Mason because the you know Steve Mason his got his first playoff win. In the in the Flyers Rangers series because he I believe started I think all the games the last time the Blue Jackets made the the, the uh, playoffs and and were swept out of them by Detroit I mean so I was like like you know they they haven't had the great like they yeah they didn't win a playoff game until now so it's been I don't know ten years they've been around for a while at this point not 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 forever but it's been they they're not that new anymore right they're not brand new yeah. So, yeah, no, this is pretty good for them, and it, it was just exciting. And I really think that they had a chance to beat the Penguins. They did. I mean, they weren't really blown out. Like, it's another series where they were fairly close games most of the way, and, and I think, you know, they definitely could have come out of that with the win. I I flipped over at, at Game 6 after Pittsburgh had taken the 4 nothing lead and have a couple of friends on Twitter who are 
Penguins fan, so it's fun watching them slowly start to melt down as Pittsburgh starts <laughs> choking right. away the lead. Yeah. Unfortunately, Columbus couldn't get the fourth goal, but... They couldn't... Try as they might, the Penguins couldn't choke hard enough to give up that game. <laughs> yeah. Flurry wasn't wasn't that miserable. Flurry, yeah, Flurry was unlike himself, really. I yeah, mean, just uh... just three goals in the third. Uh, he he really shut the door after that. Um, so yeah, so that series kind of ex- you know just ended how expected. But I'm glad that Columbus even put up a fight because I I really wasn't expecting that. That's one of those I could have seen as a sweep, even given the Penguins just sort of atrocious goaltending. I mean, their that offense I just thought was going to be too much for uh, Columbus, and they held in there, and that was fun and. I'm excited just to kind of see what they do over the next few years, um, especially now that they're out of, I think, a much more competitive West. Like, I think they have really, like, a lot of room to breathe in the East. I don't know. Um, I mean, look, they're in the division with the Flyers and the Penguins and, you know, the, the Rangers and all that. Like, it's, it's, I mean, it's maybe a bit more room to breathe, but not a ton. Well, no, that's true. But, but the way I guess it works now with the wild card spots and stuff, I mean, I feel like they'll kind of always be in there. You're right. I mean, it, it's going to be hard for them to capture one of those top three spots, but... After after those three teams, I don't see why they why they can't capture one of those two wild card spots. Yeah, I mean they consistently. Can. I, mean, I don't. Know. I think. I mean, going back, I mean, you look earlier in the season. I I and for I think a lot of the season, it would have been you know both of the wild cards would the playoffs had ended then had would have come out of the Atlantic. The the, the Metropolitan had a really poor start, but kind of came on strong toward the end. And, and so you got one and one. You basically got the top four from each division. So. Right. So it worked out. Um, so yeah, so let's jump now to the West, and uh, yeah, the West, I feel like the West was just insane. Um, yeah. it was just exciting stuff. Um, so let's start first, um, with the, the, well, the number one overall team, which was the Avalanche, uh, against the Minnesota Wild. Um, this is one I thought for sure the Avalanche were gonna take in like five games, max. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think the fact that it even got to seven was a pretty big shock. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and yet, like, it just didn't work that way. I mean, I, I was really surprised by how the Wild were able to to stay in it, especially given their goaltending situation. Um, you know, they were like on their fourth goaltender by the time they got into the the playoffs um, with Darcy Kemper, and then he gets hurt in Game Seven, and our our man Brizgalov comes in, and actually I think Brizgalov played even the first couple of games of this series. Now that yeah, I think he about didn't, it, he didn't play. I mean, I was actually looking up just before this. Yeah, he he actually got two losses in that series. Okay, so he did. I think he played the first two games, and then they went to to Kemper after that. Yeah, and then he came. Yeah, he came on. He came on late. He came on late in the, in Game Seven. Got the win, got making the win. all of making all of one save <laughs> in his yeah. time on the ice. <laughs> It's just amazing. I'm so excited to have that guy around uh, a little oh, I love bit longer. Him. I'm, like I'm, I'm like I, I'm, it's, it's even more entertaining when you don't have to deal with him being the goalie on your team. If you can just watch <laughs> yeah. him and say, "Lo, isn't he great?" But you know, <laughs> exactly. Col- you know, Colorado wow. really came on strong near the end of the regular season and helped that St. Louis choked away their their big division lead. But, yeah, and they were sort of Colorado was sort of tabbed as an underdog just based on you know advanced stats, but. I should have warned you guys that Nathan McKinnon was a beast, considering I watched him play in junior last year. And he, oh, did yeah. you? Yeah, he was. He's from my hometown, and you know, he he was basically scoring two or three points a game all throughout the Quebec League playoffs. 
going all the way back to the draft, a lot of people were critical of the Avalanche for taking him there. Like, cause, I mean, like, oh, you know, like, like, like everybody's like, oh, the, the big guy, the number one guy was it Seth, Seth Jones, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Seth and, Jones, and he yeah. slipped all the way to like four. I mean, like he kind of fell and, but I guess the Avalanche kind of knew what they were doing there. You know, he's had a hell of a season. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be a threat for a long time, and I'm kind of mad that he's <laughs> now that Colorado's in the Hawks uh, division. Yeah, he and Pat, Patrick Waugh, for you know, first NHL playoff series as a coach, he he did take a lot of rest. I like that he pulls he pulled the goalie with three minutes left several times in this series. Oh yeah, especially in game. But dude, Craig Berube in the Flyers, they did that in what was it? One of I think one of those series. The, no, the yeah, the Flyers ended up doing it. I think I want to say in Game Five they were down. Yeah, two I think goals. it was. Yeah, they were down by two, and and they, they pulled it with one. like, and they got one back. Yeah, they got yeah. one back. They had they they got one back with a minute and a half left to play. They almost came back yeah. on that one, but uh, yeah, no, I think I think Wild's gonna like start. I mean, this is gonna be like a new trend. I mean, this is gonna be like the equivalent well, of if teams mean, in football like going for it on like fourth and maybe not yeah, long, I mean, but. It's, um, I don't think this is, like, it's been going on for a little while. I mean, yeah, I think it's just starting to become more of a trend now, like, to to really be more aggressive like that. And, you know, I yeah. like it. It's fun to watch when you get to see him kind of pressing right. toward that at the end of the game. Well, and his success rate for it, I think, is what makes me think that next season you're going to see a lot of people, especially maybe, like, new younger coaches. I think you're going to see a, a lot of that. Because except for game, I want to say game six against the Wild, he did it and they ended up scoring, like, two empty net goals. Um, so it didn't really work out so much there, but in every other game he did it, it seemed like they scored and they tied it up and they ended up forcing overtime, if not winning in overtime. Um, so I'd be interested to see, yeah, sort of the, the statistical look at it and see like the success rate, uh, over pulling it like three minutes early or like waiting to the kind of that last 90 seconds has sort of been the norm. Um, Patrick Waugh, the Ron Rivera, the National Hockey League. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But, um, that that was just a fun series. And again, like, uh, similar to Columbus, I mean, Minnesota obviously has had much more success than, uh, Columbus with both the Wild and the North Stars. But I feel like that's just, it, that whole state just loves hockey. And it's such a dedicated fan. Yeah, Minnesota is really, like, you know, if you, like, I don't know that there's a, a bigger, you know, state for hockey in the United States than than Minnesota. It's 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 huge there. And, right. You know, it's nice to see them. You know, because even like they haven't, you know, been. I mean, they haven't been. You know, they, yeah, like you said, they're not haven't had as bad luck as uh, the Blue Jackets, but they still haven't been great. You know, that's not right. not a ton of history there in in terms of winning like that. So it's, it's especially not, recently. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really done much. They they had their big run in two thousand three when they came back from three one down twice. But I, th- I think that was their. F- I think this is their first playoff series win since that '03 season. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so yeah, and then I, you know, I thought Colorado would win, but seeing them lose, it it does kind of make sense, especially when you kind of look at the games and the shot totals and stuff. I mean, all season long, I feel like Colorado has sort of played this dangerous game where they've given up crazy amounts of shots and they've just been bailed out by the fact that um, Varlamov has just been so good. And he wasn't, and he wasn't bad in this series, but I think he was a little bit more human. And then you saw that, oh, well, now all of a sudden teams are scoring like four or five goals on this team, and it's not really, they're not dominating. You're going to face, they, you're going to face higher pressure in this kind of environment, and, right. and they just couldn't, you know, like they, they could stick, they could stick up to it in the regular season, but they dialed it up in the playoffs and they couldn't quite make it. They basically pulled a Toronto. All year yeah, exactly. And, and, it finally, and just like Toronto did last year, it caught up to them in Game Seven. 
Yep. Yeah, but oh, yeah. not. I I don't know. I thought the you know there wasn't. I, I thought this game seven though in the series was pretty great. It went to overtime, but you know, I don't think it has anything on the game seven with Toronto last year. No offense. <laughs> Yeah, that was legendary. <laughs> I'm, Although, you know, I'm still going you know, to I therapy think, for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think that sort of legendary choke job has been kind of washed away um, by the next series we can talk about, which is the San Jose Sharks and the LA Kings. Mm. Like, I think I think people will not as as uh, readily remember um, the Leafs collapse uh, now that we've seen the Sharks just completely like shit the bed. Well, that's what the Sharks do. I mean, like, right. the Sharks, the Sharks are basically, that's their thing, is they choke <laughs> in the playoffs, but this, they've never done it quite, quite to this extent so before. So, the Sharks are like a team of Marc-Andre Fleury's, basically. Yeah, I mean, God, that's not a, that's not a terrible comparison. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Sharks go up 3-0 in the Kings, feeling pretty good, and then the Kings storm back to win four, becoming, what, the fifth team to ever do it? I was the fourth team, they were the fourth. Fourth? Fourth in the NHL. And then there was, you know, you had Boston, or, you know, in in baseball a few years back. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. But, okay, so fourth in the but, NHL. But, yeah, so this would have been the Flyers. But, you know, of course, we mentioned you know, the Flyers in 2010 came back and beat Boston <laughs> after being down 3 nothing. That that was uh, probably one of my favorite series I didn't care about ever just because, yo, dog, I heard you, like, blowing 3-0 lead. So we put a 3-0 lead. You're 3-0 know, lead. Like, you can't do – like, it's like if you put that in a script and tried to make a movie out of it, the producers would say, that's not realistic at all. It's just way too crazy. You know, up 3 nothing in the series, and then they were up 3 nothing in Game 7? Come on. That's too much. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Um, but there, the the sharks, the sharks did it. They had their their ultimate collapse and meltdown, and I imagine there's going to be some some big changes there. Well, you figure you can't really collapse any worse than that. Yeah. So I mean, I, they gotta basically maybe they'll come back and actually be decent. And, no, hey, Boston no. won the cup the year after they blew it. So and I did. I pointed. I, I did point true. that out to John Lindemann when he was being very <laughs> down about his sharks in the yeah. aftermath of this. But if if Todd McClellan is going to get fired for this, I fully volunteer him taking over in Toronto. Oh yeah, because <laughs> uh, at the at the very least, we'd make the playoffs consistently. Yeah, yeah. If nothing else, that would else, be a step guys, up there. Yeah, you guys will take that at least. Uh, maybe you guys will get Tortorella. That'd be kind of cool. Huh? Um, if Tortorella couldn't hang in Vancouver, <laughs> putting him into the media blender that is Toronto, not gonna work. Yeah. Well, you think? I mean, he was in the Rangers. I mean, like it's. I guess it's not Canada, but it's still a hell of a media environment. You think he would be able to do? So. I, I think just Vancouver. Vancouver's not that good. Yeah, I don't know how much you can really put on him. I mean, I, he. I don't know. He didn't really so much lead by example with this whole incident of trying to, uh, you know, like break into the other team's changing room to uh, confront their coach and stuff against the Flames. Um, you know, I'm sure the the Canucks weren't too happy about that, about their coach getting suspended for five games. Um, but yeah, that team was just bad in general. I don't know how much you can really put on and him. It's a shame that TSN's losing the broadcast rights to the NHL up here because I really want to see him on the TSN panel again. Oh yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Um, Peter Laviolette, you want Peter Laviolette? He has a good run there for the Flyers. Yeah. <laughs> he had a great run this season. Come on. He he lasted three games this year. <laughs> oh, man. That, that guy. Um, But, yeah, so the Sharks are bad, yeah. and the Kings move and, on. So good for them. And kudos to Mike Richards and Jeff Carter for being the first players ever to be on two 3-0 comebacks. Two teams. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's, I didn't think of that, but, yeah, they were. 
And I think that's not even hockey. That's like that's sports. Well, because I don't think any other sport has had it happen more than once. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's at least definitely not like yeah, <laughs> within like the same lifespan of it, active. It's players. happened once in baseball, and it's never happened in the NBA. So it would have to be hockey player. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So yeah, so that series wrapped. I mean, it, it was exciting, but I didn't really pay too much attention to it outside of just like. Really loving the fact that the sharks collapsed again. Oh yeah, I was. I mean, I wasn't paying attention to it from the start, but by the end of it, with it, when there's like, oh, this is actually going to happen, isn't it? So I started yeah. following him. Yeah, yeah, so good. I did watch Game Seven because, come on, I mean, three Game Sevens in one night, like that's that's amazing. That's yeah. why the NHL playoffs are better than any other. Oh yeah, and it, like all of you know, like the the, the 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 Avalanche and the Wild game, you know, overtime in Game Seven. Really, you yeah. don't get any better than that. Right. Next, next goal wins. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to um. Well, let's just real quick before we get into the one I'm gonna really want to talk about. Let's wrap up with the uh, the stars and the ducks uh, again. Another series just that didn't really kind of interest me. This one I didn't follow at all. Really, I didn't. I... The, the stars weren't bad. They hung in there. Um, they had a couple like good chances to tie the series or maybe even take a, a series lead early on, but the uh. Ducks were just uh, just too much. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, they've been they've been a strong team this year. Yeah. That's they they seem their their possession numbers are questionable, but I think this is one of Anaheim is one of those teams that has the intangibles, especially with this being Timu Solani's last year. That yeah. I think yeah. they're they're playing for Timu at this point. Well, it's notable that he actually got scratched in one of those games. Yeah. He didn't play. Um, which is kind of kind of surprising, but I guess you got to do what you got to do to win. Um, you know, it was, it was nice to see Kari Lettinen finally get a playoff win, and hey, Tim Thomas sighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget he's down there. It's so um, so appropriate. That was the crazy thing, there was so many, so like there's just so many goalies moved around at the deadline. I mean, there's like nine of them just switching places. Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of goalies switching places, let's go ahead and move on to the Blackhawks and the Blues. Uh, most notable for the fact that the Blues picked up Ryan Miller at the trade deadline. I which guess you, they... you know, which is like really like they were great. They were already a really good team. I, like Miller, like even at the time, even before all this happened, it was like people were like, I mean, even if he is an improvement, he's not a huge improvement. Like it was, it was you know, pretty subtle kind of change. So that's how I felt. I mean, you know, I don't watch it as much of uh, as too much Buffalo Sabres hockey, but just what I had seen of him, he just struck me as. A, I mean, yeah, he was great in the playoffs in two thousand or uh, in the Olympics. In he hasn't been the same. And he, I mean, he played well in the Olympics this year. In the like, he didn't only play one game, but he I played well won, in the one yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, they um, won it. Yeah, but you know, but yeah, I mean, he he played very well in that game. Um, so it's like, but he he hasn't been, you know, I think he's kind of been just downhill since the 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 two thousand ten Olympics. Yeah, I agree with that. Like he, yeah, he didn't strike me as a big improvement over Halak. Um, who I still think is a, a fairly good goalie. And Not I, I mean, enough I'll... to go out and trade for him, you know, like that. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. It's one thing if you you pick him up on like yeah when he's a free agent or something, but to make a big trade like that, I was really, really surprised. So they brought him in and it was going to fix everything, and then they ended up losing their last six games, um, and fell out of the first seed and, and met the Hawks in the very first round. Um, and this I I thought this series was really exciting. I mean, obviously I'm a Hawks fan, but just in general, I thought it was a pretty exciting series. Um, you know, you've got the sort of added drama of the Seabrook hit on Bacchus. 
Um, yeah, all the Ryan Miller stuff yeah. and the fact I mean, that the Blues just, you know, the division teams, they don't like yeah. each other. And that's one of the things I love about the current structure of the playoffs, how it's built in a way that really encourages, like, division matches. I mean, at least half the games have to be division matches. Exactly, yeah. Um, so it's like, I like that it's kind of emphasizing those kind of rivalries in the postseason. Yeah, me too. No, I really enjoy that. I mean, it, it, it kind of makes my stomach turn a little bit to think that the Hawks will more than likely be facing the blues <laughs> like every every consecutive now playoff uh playoffs for years to come but although if if you if it turns out that every series ends up go, playing out the same way for St. Louis I mean you had the what was it, the first 5 games basically had the same ending in St. Louis the series last year against LA and then this year against Chicago I I I didn't I followed it as in as much as I was watching it for to make sure you and you Scott and Neil didn't have heart attacks, especially <laughs> yeah. when you know triple overtime. You guys are the marathon game of the playoffs. Oh, God, yeah. But it, I, I was kind of hoping you guys would sort of let, you, you sort of hoping you would lay off the gas in Game Six to keep it two one. But then, oh yeah, you guys have choked away <laughs> two leads in this series already. So yeah, just go ahead, get those yeah. three, get the three extra yeah. insurance goals. Yeah, let's not let's not blow this one. Um, but yeah, that was amazing. I mean, to back to back years repeat uh, performances like that uh, was just, I mean, unbelievable uh, for the Blues. Yeah. Blues fans, I got um, bad news. Next year, you're losing eight one in Game Six. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, and I, I don't really know where the the Blues go from here because it kind of felt like this was their year, and then they ended up yeah, stumbling I, into the playoffs. It seemed like they and... kind of overachieved this year. I mean, like those teams, like I think. You know, you got a team like Colorado, I think, is a good young nucleus of talent who I think will be around and, and can can keep this up with the Blues. I'm not saying they're going to be bad, but I, I don't think they're going to be this good again right away. Right. I mean, I, I would agree with that. I mean, now goaltending is a big issue because Ryan Miller walks now. And, you know, not that he was amazing, but... He might be I, a bit cheaper to sign at this point. Well, maybe, yeah. But are they <laughs> even going to... Yeah, well, after that performance, yeah. But are they even going to want to pick him up? You know, I don't know. And then... I, I still got to think he's better than... I, I guess I don't Brian even Elliott. know who's 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 even out there on the market at this point. But, I mean, you know, he, he was actually very good for, for most of the regular season. Even in Buffalo. I mean, yeah, his, his some of his tests were better, but his, like, save percentage was really good. I think, you know... I mean, like, it's basically him or whoever else they can sign off the street. It's probably going to be him. Well, the, St. Louis could always get Halak back, considering he's an unrestricted free agent on July 1st. Yeah, I, I can't imagine he's going to be too eager to sign with them after the way that went down. <laughs> well, the island, the Islanders are supposed to re-sign him. Uh, they they, just, he just got traded to the Islanders. Yeah, they traded right. his rights anyway, so I think it's a well, yeah. conditional pick. Yeah. So we'll see, but the the word is, I mean, I don't know that they would trade for, for him if he wasn't going to sign in a month, but I guess we'll see what happens. Um, that would be amazing if the Blues picked up a lock again. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, so no, that was just a, a fun series. I mean, I, I hate the Blues, so it was great to see them kind of collapse in that way, go up 2-0 and then just sort of fall apart. Um, and yeah, I mean, just lots of drama. And honestly, I, I was, I had to admit to being nervous about this series. Um, just because the Blues have played well against the Hawks this year, and I do think they're a good team. But coming out of that series the way the Hawks did, like I, I feel more positive about the Hawks now than I did going into the playoffs, even before we, you know, knowing that St. Louis was going to be the opponent. Um, I feel like they really, for as physical and, and challenges as serious as it was, I feel like they, they really rounded out their game and, and look how they looked last year. So I'm actually feeling pretty, pretty good. Especially considering you don't, instead of getting Colorado... 
you got Minnesota. <laughs> in the second, admittedly, still a tough matchup, but the fact that Minnesota went four overtimes in their series, yeah, weren't as strong and have the goaltending issues. So you you're probably looking good to be the first uh, first champions of the new Central Division. Yeah, I'm hoping. Oh, um, you, you gotta get past Ilya Brzezgalov. <laughs> that's, that's the trick, right? That's always the trick. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and move on to some predictions then for series. Let's, we'll start in the West End since that's kind of what we finished on and let's start with the Hawks in the Wild. Um, kind of Donald, like you said, they're, they played well. I think they're better than they were last year when the Hawks finished them in five. Um, but I think goaltending is a real issue and I still think the Hawks are, are a better team. Um, so I, I would imagine Hawks in six. Loaded up here. Yeah, I had the, uh, yeah, I've got Hawks in six as well. Just, I think Minnesota can take, they'll probably get the two at home, but I think Chicago will close it out from there. Yeah. Really? I mean, like, you know, I think Chicago's probably going to win despite what I really, I mean, like, I, I like the Blackhawks. I'm fine with them, but I'm still, like, rooting for the, uh, Ilya Brzezgalov miracle <laughs> con Smythe run. Brzezgalov, you got him on, like, you know, the Tonight Show. You got Brzezgalov, you don't talk into the president. You know, I think it would be very, just for the good of just me. Like, I would find that very entertaining to watch. That's a but, good point. I guess that the Hawks can't, can't pull it, pull it off. I, there's not a better team to lose to than the Wild. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just having Brzezgalov get that kind of media experience. <laughs> Exposure and just talk to so many people like that, I think would be great. But yeah, I think, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think Hawks and Six, like the two you said, is probably the likeliest outcome. Um, and then let's go to then the, the, another battle of California with the LA Kings and the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with the Kings. Um, I think the, the Ducks are, are a good team, but I mean, they, they struggled a little bit with the Stars, and I mean, the Kings are just such a better team that I, I don't see how the Kings. Uh, don't don't pull this out. Um, but just for fun, I'll say seven games. Well, the Ducks will hang in there for Solani, but I, I think the Kings are going to be too much. Well, I, I mean, I think the Kings, you know, y- you know, if you come back, if you win four in a row to win a, the series after being down three zero, I think you you got to say the momentum's with them. They're yeah. they're cruising in a way that nobody else really can be right now. Um, I, I you know, I, I think the Ducks are the better team, but I think the Kings might be the better team right now. You know, I, yeah, I think this is this is another series. I wouldn't be surprised if it went to seven games because I think it, this is going to be a very hard fought kind of thing. Um, you know, I I don't know. I think the Ducks are just overall a better team. I would say they probably come out of this. Um, but you know, Jonathan Quick proved you know a few years ago he proved in the Olympics he's one hell of a goalie when he wants to be, uh, and they could ride him all the way. He, they could win the cup with him, really, the, depending on how he goes. So, but yeah, I I would you know if I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick the Ducks. I have I literally had to toss a coin when I submitted my picks at work for this one, <laughs> and it ended up go I ended up going with LA. But yeah, it's gonna be a seven game series either way. Uh, thankfully, the travel won't be too much of a concern. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, th- I I can see this one going either way, honestly. But well, one an interesting story to this is that what was it? Two years ago, this would have been yeah, 2012 was um was the year the, the only year at least at this point that I've gone to E3, and that was the year the Kings won the cup, and they almost 
like they they had a chance to win the cup when we were there. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I... and our hotel, I mean, because it was like the hotel was by the convention center, which is right next to the Staples Center, and so we were prepared for like riots in the streets yeah. going. It's like, I mean, you you think well, LA's not a huge hockey place, but you like you walk around LA at least then. Maybe it's bandwagon guys, but you saw a lot of Kings jerseys on people at that point. So I I remember tweeting the NWR crew updates from home saying, uh, yeah, you'll be fine. The Devils hang on, hung on to win. So thank <laughs> you. avoided yeah. the riot until Saturday. Yeah. And we were gone by then. So, um, so yeah. So, okay. So two for Kings, one for ducks. It sounds like, um, let's move then to the East. And I guess we'll start with the one that's going on right now. And that is currently tied two to two, uh, to kind yeah. of reveal, uh, when we're recording this, uh, Boston and Montreal, um, I feel like Boston's a better team, but I want Montreal to win, so I want to say Montreal in seven. Um, I, I've learned that Boston doesn't never gives me what I want. So, although I would, pref- I would of the lesser of two evils here, I would prefer Montreal win this. But it, I'm went with Boston in five, just because I think they're yeah, they're I, better top to bottom than than Montreal is. I, I think I think at least right now, and especially looking at you know, I, I I don't think there's a better team at least on paper that's still playing right now than Boston. Uh, I I they're just they're just good. They're all over good. They've got probably one of the best goalies. They got a great defensive core. They just got everything you you need. Uh, I would be very surprised if they lost this series. I'm gonna say yeah, Boston, you know, five six at most. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll be right. <laughs> I probably won't be. Boston's gonna win for sure. Um, and then let's get to, I, this for me is the toss up. Um, Rangers and Penguins. Um, God, you know, I say it's a toss up, but just knowing Mark Andre Fleury's between those pipes, uh, I'm gonna go Rangers in six. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it was like, this is me, I, you know, I want the Penguins to lose. I always want the Penguins to lose. I was okay if the Penguins won, if the Flyers were going to win their series so that the Flyers could be the ones to beat Pittsburgh. But I, I, I you know, it's like the, the, you know, watching as much of the, the Flyers Rangers series as I did, the Flyers took it to seven games and almost, you know, despite not really playing with a ton of intensity a lot of the way. Now, I don't think Fleury's going to play as well as, is going to play as well as Mason did in that series, but I think the Penguins' offense is going to put up more than the Flyers' offense did in that series. I, I, I think it's, I, I'm going to say Penguins in probably like six. Yeah, that, that's where I'm going with this. Penguins in six. I, uh, I trust Pittsburgh's offense to at least bail Mark Andre Fleury out once, if not twice, in this series. And that'll be the difference. But I mean, the interesting thing is, you really haven't been seeing that much production from like Crosby and Malkin in this in the first series. I mean, like they weren't. I don't think Malkin got his first goal until the last game. Yeah, well, yeah, he scored three goals in the series, and they were all in the last game. Yeah, <laughs> you you can't keep Crosby off the score sheet that long, and even then, he's still he's still making plays, even if they're not ending up at the back of the net. Yeah. Um, so there we go. So we've got some, some different picks. That's good. So we'll, uh, we'll come back and compare once the second round's over and we go on to the conference finals. Um, so JP, Donald, thank you for being here. Thanks. That's yeah, fun. Thanks for having Always me. fun to talk hockey. Um, thanks for those, uh, however many of you like to listen to this segment and let us know, actually. Tell me in the comments or on Twitter or whatever if you actually 
listen and enjoy, uh, listen to and enjoy this hockey. Those are two separate things. I think there are a decent number of people who listen to them because they're there and they're too lazy to turn the podcast (laughs) off. Um, yeah, you're probably right. They don't really enjoy them. They just kind of like, because I mean, like, you know, you had, you had John and, and, and James and Greg do the NFL talk, but I think there are people like them a lot more than they like us really. Yeah. I think, I think especially just Greg. I mean, I would just listen to Greg talk about anything for a while. So, but I, I don't think we have kind of the cachet that they do. Uh, I don't know. No. So yeah, no, hopefully, right. hopefully somebody <laughs> appreciates this. Yeah. So we'll see. So if you listen and you like it, let me know. So I know. I mean, I'll do it either way. Maybe I don't want to know. Maybe I just want to pretend that there's people. And who if you like if you it. don't like it, we're gonna make them even longer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and so you better not say anything. And if you don't like it, well, JP has a band hammer and he knows how to use it. Oh yes, exactly. I am. I I control the forums, and if you complain, well, guess what's going to happen to you? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for being here, and uh, we will talk to everybody later. later. All right. See you. Bye. bye.